Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Brad. Welcome to another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. Uh, Let's check in with Scott, see what's going on. Talking a little bit before about army worms, army worms and spiders and and fleas and mosquitoes are horrible right now. So I am uh, spraying a ton of that and trying to uh, kill as, as many army worms and mosquitoes as I can. That's about it, really. What are you trying to kill, Eric? Got anything you're trying to kill? Uh, no, nothing yet. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe my pool. Um, we're back oh, to let's that. Get again. into the oh, pool again. Yeah, we forgot to check in how, yeah. the, how the pool's going. Because that, well, I mean, everybody wants to know how Eric's pool's doing. Um, it's not bad. I can't say I've used it much this year. So I opened it, and then I've been so busy that I haven't really used it. But I had some guests last weekend who brought their kids, and they were in the pool constantly uh for a good 24-hour period so i was like okay well it got it got its use um but i do need to replace the liner which is i didn't realize as a vinyl liner i didn't know it was that expensive but it is pricey so at the end of the season we're getting that replaced well jump in and use it to make it worth it yeah yeah it's been hot i do need to go in there today is the day (laughs) since it, it, it feels like since we've done the podcast you've used your pool maybe twice um, no, maybe three or four times. <laughs> now the big news is, well, I don't know if it's big news, but we have a, a new addition to the family and we have a new little doggy, um, that we adopted from a friend who needed to rehome her pet. So she's, um, she's a, like a lot bigger than our other dogs and she's about 20 pounds, but she's, she's been really sweet so far so good we've only had her i got her yesterday afternoon so it's only been a day we'll have to uh, see but, her sometime yes yeah, so i'll i'll bring her around one one of the other episodes she's probably sleeping somewhere now let's get to our guest because uh we have our first guest on from seaborne that uh, we're excited about and um we're doing this sunday afternoon because uh he is in the netherlands and I think this is our first guest from the Netherlands as well. So lots of first on the podcast today. Uh, welcome to the show, Dion Meals. Thanks for being here. Well, uh, thank you very much for having me. And uh, welcome and greetings from the Netherlands. It's welcome. a fine summer welcome day here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about uh, when and how you got started on ships. When I finished my uh, hotel training school, I wanted to go to the U.S., you know, but it's Basically, not really possible to, to go to the U.S. and work in a hotel or so as a foreigner. So I decided to go on uh, on cruise ships, and I wanted to go to Seabourn. You know, it's back in the day, it was extremely highly uh, rated. You know, the guests pay a thousand bucks a day per person back in the day, and uh, I, I did not wanted to go to Seabourn without any ships experience. So I suffered myself. I went to Royal Caribbean to the Nordic Prince. I got hired there for six months. <laughs> which was totally different. But I wanted to have ship experience prior to going to the highest acclaimed cruise line back in the day. So I did uh, six months on a 1971 ship, which was old. You know, it had uh, <laughs> hallways with no exit. You know, it got stuck. If it goes down, there's no way out, man. And pumps wait, were going day and that? night. In 94, 94, we did. Uh, okay. I picked it up in Alaska. We did one Alaska cruise. 
and then down to uh, San Pedro, and then with 33 cruises down to the Mexican Riviera, Mazatlan, right. Cabo, and uh, Puerto Vallarta. And then we did the final cruise from LA to Miami, and that was it, it was the end of the ship. So oh, wow, so left. you took oh. the ship out once it went out of service. Yeah, to the very last day, March oh, wow. the 3rd, 1996, of 95, think... pardon me. It went to Baltimore, it got refitted, and it went to, I believe, Sun Cruises out of England, it's called the uh, Camelot or something, which is the name of the main dining room. And that's how they renamed the ship. And it's sailing from the UK to uh, the Canary Islands or year round. It's still alive. I've seen it once. It's still in operation? Yeah, but it's crap, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just shocks me that a ship like that is still operation. And then the sovereign and the monarch went to the, you know, graveyard. But those are ships that don't ships. go to the U.S., you know, they're... I don't think right. they are United States public health uh, capable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so Except tell me, how, what's the feeling? What was the feeling like among the rural Caribbean people? Like on the last week, like as it comes in to that's all for rural Caribbean, was yeah. it, was it noticeable? Was, were, were people yeah. sad or? No, extremely happy. Everybody was singing, especially the last lunch <laughs> where we packed up all the cutlery. And, you know, in the in regular days, you had to steal your cutlery. You had to steal coffee cups, steal steak knives. You just, when one waiter goes to the, to the kitchen, you take all the steak knives. Who cares? You need steak knives, you know. And you only get nine coffee cups or a table of 10. So you get 10 people in the morning. You need 10 coffee cups. So you go to a table. We used used coffee cups just to take a bloody coffee cup and to use it again. It's it was so good to to finish that ship, and they wanted me to stay. I said, in six more contracts, you're going to be a head trader. I said, six more contracts like this, no way, man, I'm out of here. Because Absolutely. that was probably one of the the oldest ships that Royal had that was not yes. in good shape. And then you go to Seaborn, which is a completely different animal. Yeah, back then you still had the Sun Viking and. Uh, what's the other one that you worked on? I, I heard about um, I, Song of uh, Norway. Song of Song Norway. Norway. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who really like those ships who cruised on it for a million times. Yeah. You know, it had an incredible following, but it was totally outdated. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about, and I especially do, how much I enjoyed working on the Song of Norway. But, you know, the downside is they were older ships. And I've yeah. said this before, older ships, you've got problems every single day. Yeah. Every single yeah. day. And this, and this, I worked back when they really didn't I mean there was some idea of, of replacing that, but not like at the very end of the cruise where they're probably not doing a whole lot of spending a whole lot of money on maintenance at that point. So you're on to the next one, you go straight from Royal Caribbean to Seaborn. Yes, I got hired right away after my application. And pretty soon I had to go to Barbados to join the Seaborn Spirit. It was not easy in the beginning, you know. I was late my first day three times, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. After a long travel to Barbados, I was late. They make you stay long. Get a very short break. I sit in my bed. I fall asleep. Late for lunch. They make you stay long for punishment. Short break. Late for dinner. Sign here. First warning. Day one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Didn't the Seaborn just go out of service with Seaborn like, a few years ago, like four or five years ago? Well, they, they've been extended, right? They, they've been sold to... Uh, yeah. Uh, they were what's sold it called? Another line. Windstar. Right. It's called, and the Windstar extended them. So they put, uh, I believe... 50 more rooms in there and another oh, dining wow. room upgraded the pool and the outside dining oh, okay. area at because Skybar. i was on the spirit um i was seaborn became obviously uh part of the carnival uh yes, brands the group yeah. and then eventually the a lot of the management for seaborn moved to seattle with holland america for, for somebody that's only sailed like on princess on royal caribbean and and, yeah. and looked at those type of ships 
I was blown away. I yep. was just like, wow. I, well, look how many times the Condé Nast rated at number one in small cruise ship, yeah, you know, in, yeah. in their category. It's been one after the other. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a very high service, you know, remembering the names, remembering what they like, what they dislike. But that only got worse over the years. You know, back in the Royal Caribbean, you have 1,070 people on board on 82 tables and two seatings, zero special orders, absolutely nothing. Maybe an extra sugar with a coffee. But if you see it now, it gradually over the years, everybody has diets that are, you know, I don't know, real or not real. Right. If you don't have a gluten-free on the menu, you can close your restaurant, you know. Yeah. But they yeah. still eat the next day, they eat their toast and, and they drink beer and they eat pasta the next day. And they drink the day before they eat gluten-free pasta. So, you know, explain it to me why. I don't know. <laughs> but that only got worse for us. To remember all that, you know what 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 their likings were. It's, uh, what is the size of the ship on the on the seaborne ships? Were they well? They are ten thousand ton ships with two hundred and four okay. or two hundred and eight guests, and you know it's small. We had a forty-two tables restaurant, one seating dining room, a seat where you want it, you know, and a veranda cafe as an alternative dining option. So, and twenty-four-hour room service. And I remember the these ships had, like, the back of the <coughs> ship, there were a spot that opens up, and yeah. you have, like, these boats that come out from within. Yep. Don't they have, yes, like, uh, the little boats and the jet skis and stuff? Yeah, well, not jet yeah. skis. That's only in the movie Speed 2. Oh. Because <laughs> years ago, somebody, they had jet skis, but somebody crashed into the ship and sued the company or something, America's favorite hobby, the Sioux, and they, they quit the jet skis because it was too dangerous. But they have a marina door, so they, they lower the back deck, the back door, their tenders are inside the ship. So they, they move the tenders out, and then they have a, basically a swimming pool cage, which they open up with teak wood and, and, and ropes around it. Wow. So they could swim in a pool behind behind the aft door. So you're like way out of the ship. And from there, they operate with uh, banana boat rides and uh, sailboats and paddle boats and things like that. We all have ice cream uh, social there for the guests and drinks and towels and music, which is uh, yeah, qu- quite nice. Okay, so you've spent quite a bit of time on ships. I think we need to hear a ship story. Are you ready? Oh, let's do it. Well, my name is Dion Meals from the Netherlands, and this is my ship story. When I serve ice cream with hot chocolate sauce, I always promote the Netherlands. You know, the sauce comes separately, and I start pouring the sauce, and I say, well, ma'am, sir, this is Swiss chocolate. The best in the world after the Dutch chocolate. And one guy looked up to me and they said, do you know who I am? I thought, oh, fuck, what is this? <laughs> I said, uh, no, I don't know you. He said, are you Mr. Milka or Mr. 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 Uh, I don't know what kind of chocolate. He says, no, I'm Mr. Lind from the Swiss Lind chocolate factory. Oh, are, you telling me, are you telling me that Swiss chocolate is better than the Dutch? Bad boy. What are the odds to meet the owner of the Swiss Lind Company and tell him Swiss chocolate sucks and Dutch <laughs> oh, chocolate is man. better? That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the odds are zero, but that's that's fun. Right. The, so the did you did and, you recover from that or or what? Happened? Oh yeah. I I, I, I gave get, him more chocolate I guess, sauce. I guess there wasn't much of a tip after that cruise on that well, one. Well, <laughs> Seaborn, there was no tipping anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. And back in the day, there was no tipping. Later, it oh, was. really? How did that work? How did it work then? You know, everybody's equal. You don't have people running around, people who, who used to be tipping. You know what I mean? They pay a lot of money and everything is included. Service, all the food, all the drinks, or premium drinks. So it's it's all one. Everything, Everybody is equal and it works out well. It wasn't a situation that we're familiar with where the waiters, the wait staff were relying on gratuities really yeah. for their for the vast majority of their income. Didn't they get like a, 
like 50 had, bucks a month or something? Or? Yeah, on Royal Caribbean, we did that. We had to line yeah. up every month for 50 bucks and the rest is your last evening envelopes if you get minus, it. Minus, I used to hate this when we had to pay the waiters. We had to pay them at least $1 because if they had uniform deductions or they had other deductions, they could only take it from the $50. They couldn't take it yes. from the from the tips. I know. So when we would pay, we would have to put $1 in this envelope and the waiters hated coming up. They'd be like, oh. I don't I don't want to sign for a dollar. No. So they would hate coming and we had to chase people down yeah, to give them a dollar. Couldn't yeah. get them to come and get their paycheck, yeah. which was yeah. nothing, basically. But back in the day on the Royal, we used to pay, uh, you know, everybody. We had to pay and pay and pay everybody because you have to pay for the cooks to set up your table, five bucks a table. And if you want off, the Jamaicans always wanted to work. Every every breakfast, they would come around. Who wants to be off? Who wants to be off? Hundred dollars on the table. You know, you give them hundred bucks and they work for your lunch. You know, you want to go out. You're in Mexico, right? You know, and the Jamaicans, they wanted money. So the Jamaicans always work for us at least once or twice. Or you buy, they buy your uh, your gala buffet, the midnight buffet. I, I was <laughs> on board when they uh, shot the movie Speed 2. Yeah. Speed 2, Cruise Control, Sandra Bullock. So they yeah. came on board. The initial crew came on board with just 15 guys building up rigs and stuff. They were coming on New York in uh, the 11th of October, 96. We were just renamed Seaborn Legend from the Queen Odyssey. You know, the 20th Century Fox rented the ship for $88,000 a day plus food. Ah, you know. Holy crap. And I was waiting all day to wait for Sandra Bullock to come on board, you know, because I'm a huge fan of Sandra Bullock. I love mm -hmm. her to death. She just turned 57. She still looks hot. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> come on. Look how she looks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But it was so much fun to be around. The service was just buffet. You know, they had no time. The bell would ring. Everybody would come down to the kitchen. They have a galley lineup. They take a tray. They take their food. They eat. And 30 minutes later, they're back on the set. So we had nothing to do but, you know, serve the, the stars and the workers. And if you had a question about the movie, you say, oh, yeah, that guy worked on airplane. You can ask him or, you know, from any movie you, you could think of, there was somebody there who was at that movie you could ask questions to. The whole movie... Uh, goes around the Seaborn legend. Cassandra Bullock yeah. and Jason Patrick take a cruise and Willem Dafoe, the right, villain, right. Yeah. you know, he fixed the ship that they can't control it anymore and it crashes into St. Martin, which is, oh, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. been a huge success, but I, I love the movie. I've seen it like 50 times because I've <laughs> now, been there. Now, and are I'm you, in it too. Are you in the movie? Where yes, are you so we can look at it? Well, it's it's not uh, in focus. There is a, um, <laughs> I know where I am, but you can't see it, you know, a formal night and then a bang, something happens with the lifeboats and there's a big alarm. So everybody runs up in their gala uniform. I was wearing a, a beautiful uh, black tux right behind Sandra Bullock. So I just looked at her beautiful back. And when, uh, when they said action, we had to wait five minutes. I run around the deck in panic and the camera is, <laughs> Focus on 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 them on Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick. It was raining. They had rain machines on. It was in the middle of the night, but it's just a great experience, you know. So, did you get to talk to Sandra Bullock then? Yes, she had a bodyguard the size of a door, you know, like a <laughs> WWE fighter. And yeah. he said from day one, no pictures. If you take pictures of her and I see it, I will get the film and I develop it, and you get other pictures that are on it. You I'll pay for them. But the Santa Victors you will not get. Yeah, you say that to me. I bought a huge lens in St. Martin, where we were. <laughs> and it was on top of the deck, shooting pictures of her. And at, at one time, we brought her vanilla ice cream and chocolate chip cookies together with Jason Patrick. They had dinner in their apartment, up in their suite. And I had my camera under the tray with a larger napkin around. And the bodyguard was <laughs> in front of the door. I said, yeah, we come to bring the dessert. Yeah, go in. And we asked her previously if we could take a picture. 
together with yeah. the bell captain. And so we had a picture, both of us, with her, just wearing a T-shirt, casual as no tomorrow. She is just the kindest person. Jason Patrick was a bit of a big shot, you know, mm -hmm. the most experienced one, especially like Willem Dafoe, been in the business for 40-some years. He's just the coolest guy to talk to. We, were, we had a, a crew party. Mm -hmm. Nobody was allowed to work. On the end of the movie shoot in St. Martin, we were anchored, and they would bring in cooks and food and pans and walks and barbecues and Nobody was working from us. Everybody was enjoying a huge barbecue. And Sandra Bullock was making cocktails in the Sky Bar. And you drink a beer with Willem Dafoe and talk to him about Platoon. Man, I had the night of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. They didn't know exactly when the last day of filming was. So they couldn't really sell the next cruise. They couldn't because right. they didn't have a date. Oh, right. So they fill up the ship with 204 travel agents. Man, Ooh. that's the worst cruise Ooh. in the world. Can you imagine? After seven no. weeks, easy life? No. Travel agents, okay. With 100% travel agents on board, <laughs> who know the product, who want right. everything. Yes. It's a pain oh, ass. my. It was very my. tough. Well, what a, what a way to, to get you back acclimated into service. Oh, terrible. <laughs> that was the worst cruise of, of all the 300 cruises I did, I guess. Oh, well, wow. we can't talk too bad about travel agents now. No, no. I mean, I'm sure they were worse back then, but we know a lot of, we know a lot of travel agents now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was an interesting Which are very experience. nice people and are not of going course. to act like they did back, back in the day. No, but when you put that many travel agents all in one room and they all want to feel special, they yeah. just have a lot of those type of requests that it's okay sure. if you have a few of them in a cruise, but not when you yes. have everybody on the cruise Every doing person. that. Yeah. Right, right. It, it, was, it was a challenge. Now, I got to ask, uh, even on a small ship and stuff like that, when you guys were uh, ashore playing around and stuff, did you ever almost or miss the ship? I never did. Always <laughs> back on time. We didn't have that many overnights like on the world where I've also been. We had a few overnights in Bangkok or New York or, Ooh. you know, Key West <laughs> or Hong Kong overnight, was always overnight. Overnight in Bangkok uh, and Hong Kong, but especially Bangkok is dangerous. I did hundreds very, of overnights on the world. Yeah. We, we had oh. 260 overnights per year. So that forgets about your cruise industry. Right. You know, no, that's the, very different. But isn't the world like they're actually apartments, correct? That people own? Yes. The only residential ship in the world. There's another one coming yeah. up. They're uh -huh. building now. But um, I spent seven years on that as well, on the world. Oh, wow. You know. Wow, wow. Because that's supposed to be, again, the ship is usually not full because people just come for come and go. It can explain oh. it a little bit better than I can, but Wait a minute. people that's own. A... It's like you own condos. It's like you own a condo on a ship, yeah, and correct. you come and go whenever you want. The ship yes. has a, a a planned itinerary, so you know yes. when you can come and when you can go. That's correct. Yeah, that's the that's name correct. of the ship. It's called the World. The yeah. World Residency. Oh, the World okay. is the company, and ship is called the it. World. Well, look it up. It's uh, quite amazing. Yeah, huh. you know they, they they are all owners. And they can right. come whenever they want. There's no embarkation day. There's no debarkation day. They they fly us in in any port that has an airport. So also smaller places. You see a little bit more. And 260 overnights a year. That's a killer, man. I tell you, we spent 11 days in Cape Town over Christmas and New Year. Oh, you know, wow. Five days in Saigon. 11 days, 10 days in Hong Kong, I believe. They give yeah. the people the chance to go. For example, some residents went to Nepal, did a tour there for four or five days. They come back to Hong Kong and the ship is still there. That is service. They How can, come they couldn't do that to like the monarch or the? I mean, I know they're oh, four yeah. nineteen times the size, but you know you could knock out four or five rooms to have like a condo or something on on there and just travel. It's around a, but it's a very different model. It's a very different clientele that you're going to get. Yes. 
And for on the royal side, they would probably it'd be more financial. Uh, it's better financially for them to do the quick turnaround and get more people right. and go for volume versus quantity. I mean, quality, sure. because they, the, they, the, the product is just different as well. Yeah, yes, they would have well, to change much. their how they how they operated too much. I mean, they, right. they just can't have one ship that's doing a completely different. Right. model no i don't i don't mean i don't mean that i mean like no, Royal I mean, Caribbean would shit. sell it to somebody right. else and then they would convert oh. it into a world the monarch is too big you know the the world ships i mean you can and, and talk a little bit more about it dion just about how how big uh was the the residency at the world and how many crew were on there i can't remember the tonnage of it to be honest compared well, to the the that could be there 165 apartments okay you know from a two-bedroom to a six-bedroom penthouse and there was oh, wow. a bunch of uh, small apartments, which were like a luxury hotel room, which yeah. people would rent. Or some people have a big apartment and a small one for when family comes. You know, some people have two or three apartments. It's, uh, yeah. Can you even imagine how much the six-room apartment would be on something like that? It's about $13 million. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know one. <laughs> At some time, there was one for sale. Wow! Yeah, and does that you come with to... your? Does that come with your own boat at the back of the ship where it goes up, and you just park your own boat back there? No, no. When you go to the bar, your favorite drink is ready. We all know what your preferences are, food-wise. It's coming home, you know, and that's what the that's what five-star service is. Wow. Let the driving to us enjoy the show, you know. Now, considering that it's a, yeah. that they're like in apartments, do they have any sort of like microwaves or anything in the cabin, in the, the yes. rooms, the apartment, so they can manage, if they want to just grab or heat yes. something up themselves, they can. Absolutely. Every apartment was equipped with a state-of-the-art kitchen, and wow. we would also have a, a thing called a call a chef. So imagine you and the four other residents want to dine together in your apartment. The chef would come to your apartment to cook wow. that, that dinner for you in your home. I would set up, if they choose me, which I've done many times, I would set the table. Somebody will come to do the wine. So you have an extremely private dining experience in your home and all taken care of, you know. Wow. That's amazing. That's, amazing. That is a, a incredible service uh, point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. worth $3 million. So worth it. <laughs> 30 <laughs> Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I meant just the regular ones. Oh, yeah. regular ones are about just three. Just yeah. three, yeah, three, yeah. okay. three million right. studio. I've got a certain amount. <laughs> I've got a lot of TikToks to make for that. I, I think you have another story for us, don't you? The Seaborn Spirit, you know, it got attacked yeah. back in oh. November of 2005. Yeah. At uh, just after leaving uh, the Suez Canal, I think the itinerary was the Seychelles, but they got attacked there, you know, by the pirates. I, I left the ship in March, and this happened in November. But of course, I I, I have the pictures of it, and uh, you can see them, you know, loading an RPG and smiling at the camera, oh, the ones who took wow. the picture. And they shot yeah. an actual RPG into the ship, and it didn't explode. It went through uh, the outside wall, it went through a cabin, and it ended on top of a woman who was sitting on the bed, and she sued the company wow. that had happened to her. Wow. <laughs> so what I, I mean, because I so at the time, Seaborn... Again, being part of the Carnival Group, the HR was managed partly through the Princess Cruises office, which is where okay. I was at. And so those ships were equipped with those sound uh, yes. a barrier stuff. What do you call that? EPR or something? They, like yeah, that? like some sound waves that, that shoot out and just yep. inca- incapacitate. And that's, and that's what saved the ship. Absolutely. The security personnel were able to do that, even though they were taking fire. Yes, like one were. of the security M- cards M- got hurt. Or yep. Got the yeah. shrapnel in his hand. Yeah, yeah, I got shrapnel in his hand from from aiming that, but it yes. worked. 
they of shot course. at them and they yeah they had to they had to stop they had to turn around because their their ears were like just yeah it's insane we did a test on those things you yeah. know for us to see when we got that thing because that's developed yeah. for the navy the u.s right. navy they developed it i believe and uh, we got a test of it it's it's nobody in the world can stand that sound no. you can direct sound which is quite special you yeah. know and and the one that was operating that thing, a Gurkha of the security. Yes, he was a Gurkha. You know, right. They shot at that thing. He got shrapnel in his hand, and the windows behind of the lounge were all shot. And yeah. wow. on the side, impact of bullets everywhere. Yeah, it, it was this was quite a, quite an interesting story. That was the spirit, spirit that happened to. Yeah. It was live on CNN, by the way. Somebody called CNN from his apartment. You could hear <laughs> the captain say, "Stay in the middle of the ship" and all that stuff. Wow. But they almost outrun those uh, those pirates. They they gave up. So they had an RPG stuck in the wall. It being in that ocean, there was a I believe an American Navy ship somewhere not too far away that came to escort and take out the RPG. And they skipped the trip to the Seychelles and they went straight to Mombasa and Kenya. And I think they canceled the first cruise or something. It's a big mess, of course. But when the ship came out of dry dock, I went to visit it. I went to Bangkok to pick up some papers on the ship. I flew to Bangkok just for that. And I could see under the railings on deck seven aft, there were still impact holes of, uh, of bullets. Probably still there because you can't really see that. Hmm. I know exactly wow. where that is. Yeah, the so side crazy. of the ship was riddled with bullets. The, the, yes, the whole side of that ship was just all like... My body, I remember seeing the pictures. AK-47s, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see the, the lawsuit of the uh, RPG oh. landed on me while I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was sitting on top of her bed. You know. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. But I, I remember the, the head chef made pictures, which I have in my possession. He said once they started loading the RPG, he gave up taking pictures. He crawled down it. Everybody had to go to the center of the ship. Just imagine if one pops and it explodes, you know, but of course it's all old. And luckily for everyone involved, it didn't explode because that would have been disaster. So, Dion, we've got a little bit of time left, but I want to I want to learn a little bit more about you. So, sure. you started out on Royal Caribbean for one crop. Yep. So, maybe take us through. You said you did one contract on Royal, then you went to Seaborn, and then the World. Yeah. So, well, what I did was something more? Okay, so tell us a little bit about each. You know, I did the time uh, Royal Caribbean. I was on the Legend every year in the summer in the Mediterranean, which is great. Seven-day cruise of six ports or seven ports. And every winter, the spirit would be in Asia, which I like a lot. So I swipped ships every contract. So I went to a five-star hotel in Bermuda for two years because I wanted to stop sailing. What do you see in Bermuda? Cruise ships every day. And that's when I went to the world. It's been 17 years on ships. So Let me ask yeah, you so. this. Um, uh, like I'm a, I'm a big food nut. So when I, when I started my food journey, um, you know, I thought, well, if I'm on the cruise ships and we're traveling all over these places, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to try everything that I can get my teeth into what, uh, so, um, did you enjoy eating food on inshore or on the ship? And like, what is your favorite food and, and ports and places for food? I've been, uh, 59 times to Bangkok. And I kind of like the food. And in Vietnam, I've been 48 times in Vietnam. I'm crazy about the food there too. You can really eat for a, a oh, dollar so and 20 cheap. cents. But it's, it's so, so delicious. There. Yeah, it's absolutely. Fresh, yeah. And it's fresh. It's made in front of your eyes. It's it's just amazing, you know. And to get a smile, it, it's, it's, it's very good. I love the food over there. I remember in Saigon back in the 90s, there was a restaurant called the Blue Ginger. They had a lunch deal. Three courses for $1.30. And it was amazing. It was a, a soup 
chicken in a clay pot and a creme caramel. You know, of course, the French flair is still there. Right. For $1.30, wow. you cannot believe how they make money, but it, yeah. it was amazing. In your years, so you've gone from 1994 to 2010? 2015. Uh, what would be your biggest takeaway from working on a cruise ship or, or that type of cruise ship? Well, when you come ashore, you can handle basically anything. If it's a full house here, who cares? Easy. Let's do it. Let's roll. Nothing that makes you nervous or you can handle so much when you come from a cruise ship. That helps me even to this day sometimes. I'll, I'll be in a tough spot and I'll think, I've been in crazier situations. I think I think <laughs> yep. this will work out somehow. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing can be worse than stuff that happens on a ship. But oh. It's hard to explain at home because anybody that hasn't been on a ship or hasn't been a crew member doesn't really understand what I've been through and what we did. You can't really tell your story to your friends or family, just the basics. Yeah, they, they think you're always in the sun laying down drinking pina coladas. Well, unfortunately, right. it's not the case. You know, we work no. 14 hours a day. I got to tell you this one, speaking to people that maybe shouldn't, shouldn't have been there. Um, we had this uh, butcher sign on the ship one day. After a little while, the food and beverage manager comes to me and he says, did you know, did he, did he, bring any paperwork or anything are you sure this guy is the butcher and i'm like oh, yeah boy. his paperwork was the butcher and he's like he didn't bring any knives with him you know maybe maybe he couldn't bring knives or whatever and he's like right. it's odd it's really odd that a butcher doesn't bring his own knives with him oh, boy. and so very first night almost cuts his finger off almost oh, cuts oh, his man. finger off <laughs> and sure enough next day they signed him off <laughs> he finally admits no he wasn't a butcher he lied just to get oh, the no. job. That was probably the wrong lie to tell. <laughs> Sharp knife. Yeah, we had it on Seaborn with an Austrian baker once. It was a disaster what he made. And, you know, <laughs> he didn't last it for the first cruise. Just one week and they sent him off. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before we, before we well, head we had Well, uh, we had Mr. and Mrs. Bacardi on board. And back in the day, <laughs> in, the, in the 90s, we always served a small uh, scuba sorbet, you know, before the main course to cleanse the palate. And because of them, Chef made a Bacardi and Coke sorbet for every guest before the main course, just out of respect for Mr. and Mrs. Bacardi. I think that's quite fun. Okay, so I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but some of the Bacardi kids went to my high school and I grad one of them graduated with me. But that's interesting how we, you know, it keeps coming around. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I can't forget that one. That was a good one. And is there anything? Uh, is there anything you want to tell us about what you're doing now? Like what restaurant you're working at? What you're? No, I, I take care of the guests. I, I'm a waiter there and be responsible for the cash and uh, and closing and opening. All right. Well, yeah. our time's about up for today. Unless you guys got anything else. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Oh, pleasure. You. Thank you yeah, for inviting yeah, me yeah. and oh, uh, good luck welcome. with the show. If you run across somebody that was actually on board the Spirit when the pirate attack happened, man, I'd really like to get them on if it's not too traumatic Ooh. for them. Maybe the lady with the, with the RPG. <laughs> <laughs> I think it messed up our hair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, funny. Dion. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Bye. Dion. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was cool. Yeah. Wow, um, awesome. I, I like those, um, you know, those small ships. It's just a different world, even though it's still life at sea and all that stuff is still so similar. Just the experience is quite different because of the way the service is there. The service, like I was first like, cafeteria. I'll take broccoli. Okay. Thanks. Right. No, no, no. It's serious. It's serious. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, 
My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member, and if you have a story that you would like to tell, or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!